And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Charlie with me. So let, say hello to everybody. Hello. And tonight, we are actually reviewing Hawkeye Season 1, Episode 3. And this movie is called, well, not this movie, but this episode is called Echoes. And I really have to say, I really enjoyed this episode compared to the last two, these first two episodes. I feel like there's a lot of heart, a lot of emotion in this episode. The stunts were really good in this episode. Yes, it has some quirkiness, some silliness in this episode, but I really liked it. And of course, this also opens up to that basically where the second episode leads off at, which is in a KB toy store um, warehouse, which I had total nostalgia of, uh, at seeing that. Because I'm like, this is a store that I used to shop at as a kid and going to KB toy stores. I was totally geeked out over that. And then wind up seeing the tracksuit uh, Russian guy, uh, gangsters again and everything. They start interrogating them. Maya comes out. And let me just tell you this. Maya to me is very threatening. Especially when you go into her origin story at the very beginning of it between her and her father. And that's one of the things I really liked about it was the fact with the father and her. The connectivity with her and, his, and her father. Because it opens up where she's in a regular classroom. This and at first I thought maybe it was like an overseas classroom because of the because of a Muslim teacher. So I was like, okay, so is this in the United States still, or is this overseas? But then you realize it's just a regular classroom that her father put her in. It's not as and here's the thing: Maya's actually deaf, so she's having to adapt into regular education. And made a matter of fact, she even tells her, "Ask her dad." I thought you. Uh, put me in a school for deaf. She goes, no, I don't really have money for that or anything like that. You're going to learn how to do both worlds. You're going to learn how to cope with your hearing and learn to fit in with all these other regular uh, kids and everything too. So I really like that aspect of trying to balance that part out. I know. What, what about you though? Um, I thought it was an interesting origin about like, the, like they, I was like, took me a while to figure out, okay, what's going on? I'm like, ah, I know what's going on. I think the scene that for me that I really like, like was getting really excited for is, uh, you see the dad leave and you see this big hulky, you, you, you don't see the face. You see us, you hear a laugh and then you see him. And then you see like parts of his, like of his suit and his legs. I, I knew instantly where we're going with this and any daredevil fan should be knowing where we're going with this. Because if you know, you know what he's looking like. This is the first glimpse, not face, but appearance of Kingpin in the MCU. Right, but we'll get to that in a minute on what I think about that, and also too, I might have. A, you know how you told me to hold my anticipation. What? I, I'm gonna yeah for this show or for Spider Man for Spider Man. Yeah, so, about him showing up in Spider Man. No, 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 no. I'm going to get to it in a minute. I'm just teasing it for a second. But okay. but I liked how Maya is reading the lips, analyzing uh, the teacher, is able to read her lips, and also, too, doing her homework while the teacher is talking. And then, also, too, then you wind up seeing her do the karate class. And in this karate class, which I call, like, super villain karate dojo class, which the father didn't have uh, any money to send her to uh, children for death, but he can send her to a karate class to uh, to defend herself. But still, 
Um, I liked how she's looking at the kid, and the kid thinks he's big and bad and everything, and all of a sudden he she's looking at his footwork. She's analyzing the footwork, the pattern. And then once that winds up happening, she winds up taking the kid down. And then, of course, that's where her uncle comes in, and we see that glimpse that Charlie was talking about. Now, I do think that Kingpin is in this show and is in the MCU. At the same time, I'm like, I need to pump the brakes just a little bit. Because, don't forget, we got we thought it was Mephisto in uh, WandaVision. We thought that Kingpin was going to show up in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He doesn't show up. But we thought he would show up there. But this one, I'm going to say that he might be in it. If he is in it, I don't think it's going to be the same Kingpin that we knew from the Netflix series. I'm thinking this is a Kingpin that's already been in the underground crime organization. And also, too, has also sparred off with Daredevil, with Matt Murdock. And I think with the uh, blimp of Thanos' snap, he, that's how he was rising up from po- to power because there was no one there to stop him. There's no other uh, villains or anything like that at that time, I don't think. But that's an easy way for him to go ahead and climb the ranks into the underground uh, organization. Because also, too, I'm assu- I'm sure that uh, there was not enough police officers to probably even stop him either. So that's just my theory on that. But. Am I excited to see Kingpin? Yes, I am. I'm excited to see Kingpin again. Uh, D'Onofrio does a fantastic job at playing Kingpin. I think he's back in it. Um, so, again, for one division, I never figured it was Mephesto anyway. Again, I didn't know who Mephesto was, so I wasn't a part of that group. And I, kn- I knew, why would he show up in one division? It doesn't make sense. I thought I was. I thought he's going to show up. It potentially is the power broker in one, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Still could be. Still could be. Again, there's still so much. No, maybe uh, maybe Sharon Carter is working undercover to take him down under orders of Fury. There's still he could he still could exist in that. And maybe they they wanted to wait. I mean, what what other character in Hawkeye looks the way that Kingpin does? It has that big brooding figure. No one. No one has that figure like Kingpin. So I think it's him. It's it, it, it's like the it, 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 it's definitely him. Like I, I mean I, I'm I'll ride that train. I think it's Kingpin, and I think we'll we may not see his face the whole show, but we'll see him. And that's the thing. That's the that's the thing. It's the 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 act. It's just like that because again, third time's the charm. This is the third series that like that he might he was supposed to show up. Well, then like for me, this is the second series because. I, I I didn't buy into anybody saying he was going to show up in one edition because why would he? It doesn't fit him. There's it, 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 a lot of it, myst, mystical elements, supernatural. It's not him. He's more of the grounded kind of a guy that whatever he will beat you with a door. He would chop your head off with a door. Yeah, I I, I know we're not going to get the same character, but he's still going to be the the tough brute. That I mean, look. Look, look, like his character in Daredevil, he didn't do much fighting till the very end of the movie that that we know of. So right. I mean, um, I think I, I think if we get any character of it, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Insomniac from like the inspiration from Insomniac Spider Man because Kingpin was in that game and he was pretty he he, he was very powerful yet be it from jail. 
spoiler anyway, hasn't played the game, but he was in the game and he's very tough and he had, he had, he had uh, influence in everything, every aspect of this. So, um, I, I, th- I think it's, yeah, I, I think it's definitely him because it only makes sense because it's, it's based off the comics. She, that's, that is, um, Maya's uncle It's Kingpin. It's by the comics, and then the uh, the Russian, like the the tracksuit mafia, also in the comic books. So they might be of goofy and like incoherent, like and, they, and they've they've been longtime villains of Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. It's in the, it, it, it's fitting in the comics. So I think that's just the way they are. They're idiots. They're kind of like the henchmen, but they're iconic henchmen because they're in the comics and they're they're foes of Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. So, um. I think there might be a reasoning to their ineptitude, but I think that's the point. Until because Kingpin is might is not happy with them, so that's probably why he's sending them out to die because he knows, like, okay, I can get better people. Right, but um, as far as now, here's the thing: I know that this is a Disney Plus show and stuff like that, but when we see, um, uh, when we wind up seeing Echo's dad and his goons being taken down and everything, you do see, I saw a blade going through somebody. And therefore, you can still have the same violence that you got on Netflix. It's just not going to be as graphic. It's just not going to have that um, blood splatter or anything like that. And to me, you don't really need to have that to show it. And just to show the blade going in was enough for me to say, oh, okay. They went a total different route than what I thought they would actually go in, and they actually showed it. So I thought that was actually pretty cool to actually see that on a Disney Plus show, and I like that. Um, But also, too, another thing I want to mention is this. Um, Once the interrogation starts happening with Maya, with uh, Hawkeye, I said, well, where's Ronan at? And Hawkeye's like, well, he's dead. He goes, "And and what about Black Widow? She's dead too. So convenient. The people that only knew about Ronan, who who's dead, are uh, are dead themselves. So there's no way of actually proving that his story is true or not. And so what I'm thinking is is the fact that Hawkeye Clint is Ronan because clearly we saw that on Endgame, and therefore he's keeping that a secret. But I'm thinking in a sense. Ronan is dead, and Ronan is dead, but spiritually dead, because he is, in fact, Clint, and because of the fact that Black Widow was the one who winded up saving him from his own self, from his own self-destruction in Endgame, so therefore Ronan is dead. So therefore, I don't think he's lying. I, he's telling the truth. He's dead. He's not coming back, but to Maya, he's coming back. But I like the battle between Maya and Clint and stuff like that, too. And the fact that Clint is also is deaf and has hearing loss. I thought that was really interesting. And then during the tussle, his hearing aid comes out. But I also like how she brings up the fact you rely on tech to bring. I don't rely on tech. I rely on visualization. I rely on what the person is going to do and stuff like that so i like that what about you um to go on your point about the uh, the knife i didn't see the sword go right through the guy um again the, the disney plus hasn't been able to get away with a lot 
especially with like I mean, you forgot the the bashing of the head with Captain America's shield and Falcon and Winter Soldier, where that was full on blood. Like when he when he decapitated the guy, you saw that clean mm-hmm. on that like and that was Disney Plus. So they're able to get away with stuff on that. Like again, I I didn't see the sword. It all happened really. It was like a really fast sequence of him doing the sword again. I wasn't. I might not have been paying attention, but I I didn't see any sword go right through him. But I mean, if they did, I wouldn't say that's the violent most violent thing they've done on Disney Plus. Uh, Ran a cop. Ran a cop. Captain America ch- bashing the guy's head in with the skull. Like that with the shield, and you see the the remnants of blood on Captain America's shield. That would that 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 that's gonna stay with me for a while because mm-hmm. Disney Plus doesn't usually do that, and they did that with that with the Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like I like the conversation. It was entertaining, and especially because yeah, you're right. Ronan is dead, and and he's like, who did it? Black Widow, but she's dead too. But she doesn't say he they. The uh, Maya knew, like Maya's knew, but Black Widow's dead. So, where'd that come from? She goes, I, he goes, I was with her. So he's kind of like leaning in, like kind of like bringing it up, like that he was with her at an end, end game towards the very end. And he, yeah, and you're right. He Black Widow was technically the one that killed Ronan because it was all, it's all, it's all in his head. The idea of Ronan is in, or is everybody's head. And it's it's that it's the costume. Anybody can put the costume on; they can be Ronan. It's it, that, that's the mm. problem, right? And also, too, I have a theory about something real quick. What if Ronan, aka Clint, was working for Kingpin? He was just a person for hire, but instead of confronting with Kingpin, somebody just hires him out to be a hired gun, and doesn't tell him who the person is that's hiring him. Potentially, again, I don't know. I mean, there, right? This is hypothetical. Um, yeah, well, again, it's, it's potential again because we don't really know. That's the thing. We we didn't see much of Ronan in Endgame. We just saw, we just heard he was killing people, and then when you find out it's Clint with the mullet back with the hair mullet, like um, yeah, with mohawk. Yeah, the mohawk, yeah. But still, I mean, we don't know much of Ronan. We just know everybody's really scared of him, and right. and Clint wants to really like kill it, like literally kill it, like throw it off a cliff. Like Spider Man, like like Spider Man's girlfriends, throw him off, throw him off. Just that, that's how we get to him. We just, we we chuck his girlfriends. So that that's essentially what Quint wants to do with the Ronin costume is destroy it. But yeah, and he's still trying to figure out like was that the only thing that's being sold? And no, Ronin's sword is still out there, and it's by the uh, the uh, uh, Kate Bishop's uncle or stepdad, Jack. Yeah, Jack. And this is another thing too. Maya still doesn't believe Clint. So what she do? She goes over to Kate. And Kate's thinking this is a game still. This, she doesn't understand the concept of how dangerous she these people actually are. She's giving love advice to Dimitris, who's actually a tracksuit uh, Russian, yeah, yeah. who's telling yeah. her, oh, go get Imagine Dragon tickets. Really? I should go to Imagine Dragon tickets? Yes. Well, he was trying to get tickets. That was the thing. He was trying yeah. to get tickets for his girlfriend already before um kate interrupted okay. and i think he was he was he was in the process of getting the tickets um when when, when his girlfriend called or right. whoever but so then she's thinking it's a game she's giving him love advice and stuff like that then all of a sudden maya comes over there chokes her 
Then you have the concierge. That's where I'm calling him. Basically, mm-hmm. her handler. He says, what are you doing, Maya? What the hell are you doing? She goes, oh, this was her. No, that's not the person. It could be anybody. And so he's like, I'm just doing what my dad would do. He goes, yeah, but your dad also um, looked out for our for us, too. He wasn't just about himself. He looked up after the whole entire crew. So Maya has some growing to do on her own on how to handle the crew and mix her emotions and everything into something as well. But I like the motivation with Maya and the fact that she has someone close to her die in her arms and that actor is was so good at the very beginning. I mean, I almost shed a tear for the guy and he was only introduced like less than five minutes into the film. And that's just great characterization. It's great writing to make me feel empathy for a character for only a short time and empathy for a villain. But also, too, this also goes back to the fact in Maya's eyes, Ronan's the villain. In Ronan's eyes, he's the hero. And it goes back to The Walking Dead where Carol and Daryl are talking. He goes, are we the hero in our story? We're the hero in our story, but are we villains in somebody else's story? And I liked how that is also played out a little bit in Hawkeye as well with the creativity with it. But as Maya is, um, while that's going on, Dimitri's talking, and then you have Clint trying to break out and then finally breaks out. And then this huge battle, like I said before. As Hirane comes out, they have this tug-of-war match. Then they're in this little hangar part of the warehouse, and they get the uh, bow and arrow. But and then also, too, it also reminds me of Sheldon from Big Bang Theory, where Clank goes into the ball pit and bazingas them. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm going to call it. <laughs> With the arrows. Um, I thought the the opening sequence was hysterical. Them on the, uh, the kind of like the, uh, the, like the the stuff you see in front of the grocery stores for the little kids. They're on the little horsies or the Rockies, and they're just sitting there like, oh, come on, we need to put more quarters in there. We want them to go again. <laughs> again, I thought that was, I mean. It I did, too. It was hilarious. It's like it's like it, I think it's the, it was probably one of the best humors uh, of the show so far. It's it not reminds you of Deadpool though. With yeah, Tim it on does. That yeah, it, it does remind you of Deadpool, and it's, it, it, I think this is humor that is not forced. I thought it was it was funny because they're about to get interrogated, and yet they're making it kind of lighthearted because it's actually kind of funny. But no, that battle sequence was awesome. Like Hawkeye, like jumping on top of the the shells. Him being up, and then once he got that bow and arrow, he's just going ballistic on these people. He was like, he was really legless on these people, and like, like, and then the the, the backwards like bow and arrow shot. They get on the when the guys like coming up right behind him. He's not looking. The no look shot. Like I thought that was like, and it was right in the guy. I thought that was that was great. I mean, that was a great sequence. But I think the sequence, like the 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 visual effect, I love the most when he shot the arrow. You see the arrow go right through the guy's ear. I think it was the, uh, the yeah. he goes, it goes right through the ear and it's, and it cuts Kate's bracelets. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was like, whoa, that was a really good shot. That was, that was a cool shot, but it goes right through the guy's ear. Kind of grazes him a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But it was like, it happened so quick. It was like, whoa, did it hit that guy's ear? That was a, I mean, Hawkeye yeah. is a badass with the bow and arrow. Like, I mean, there's no denying like, that. Let's, let's look at the facts here. The Avenger, I think that he would have actually been able to take down the whole entire army of aliens and Avengers. If he didn't, if he didn't run out of arrows. 
Yep, if he didn't run out of uh, arrows or anything. He is a badass. And yeah. I think that Hawkeye is one of those characters that's like under that's not really appreciated mm -hmm. at all. But then we go into this other scene where they're running out of the warehouse. And Kate's like, what about this? No, we're not going to touch the Challenger. You know, and the this is a classic Challenger. challenger. No what no year way. was it, Charlie? I think I think it was a '92 Challenger. Again, no. I don't know. Let me let me look it up. No, nah, that's that's not '90. That's like 1970 or something like that with the Challenger. But then he, they wind up taking this other car, and then they go on this high speed chase. But I like the first person viewpoint of how the camera pan angles into the car and makes mm -hmm. you feel like you're riding with them versus just uh, having a a car chase scene. And I like the camera angle and that cam and the way they did that. And also too, it kind of feels like that you're at Universal Studios inside a car and you're with these characters. So I definitely like how that was played out. And then of course, you know, they have the Sugar Plum Fairy theme song and stuff like that too being played as that's as that scene's being played out. But I definitely like that, like this for what it is. And then you know. Kate's trying to shoot uh, the arrow, and she can't get a clear shot because they're driving forward. And, of course, Clint keeps on telling her, uh, Clint winds up telling her, I am deaf. I cannot hear you. And some people were like, well, I think that took me out of it. I was like, really? I was like, I think that com that comedy works. But what about this? What did you think of the chase scenes and stuff? Well, I thought it was great. No, I mean, I love the car chase sequence. I thought it was great. I mean, especially the trick arrows. Like, you don't, you don't know which one you're going to get. Like, again, and then I'm just reading up. Apparently, um, trying to read, um, there's some, like, uh, I think it's a, it was a one-take car chase. Um, so I yeah. think it only took a one, tr one, one, one try to do it, which I thought it was, like, it's, like, seven minutes. Um, I think it's an. It was inspired by the iconic chase that first appeared in Matt. Um, I think it's it's the exact car chase from. It's um inspired by the stuff that's in the comics. So again, this stuff is that um. Mm -hmm. But yeah, see. it's a nineteen seventy Dodge Challenger. Oh, okay. Um. But and yeah, that's I, the I, car I, that Kate wanted to take. Okay. But yeah, and then it, it turns out it was Maya's car that she wanted to take. So and then when you find yeah. out she's the one that's that. But that, I mean, this the trick error is like. Um, play, the the uh, play the putty putty one. I thought that was a great like that. Um, this like this the random trick shot the tr errors. I think my favorite one. Um, and if anybody knows Ant Man, one of the arrows was by P Pim Tech, the giant arrow. Yep, it's Hank Pym, Ant Man. So that, that see, arrow I missed that the first time I saw it. Yeah, well, I, I noticed that too. I, that was the first time I saw it. I knew it was him. Was I saw Pim on the arrow itself? It was like Pim Technologies. I knew it was I knew it was some Ant Man related, and it was turned turn the uh, turn the arrow huge. So I thought that was a nice play because he always like because like Ant Man always loved like always like liked uh, Hawkeye. He goes because um, I think it was like the two of them were part of the giant arrow part two, like what during the the Civil War fight sequence on the airport, like when uh, when Ant Man got on the arrow. Um, too so it was a lot of like just a lot of callbacks to ant-man and hawkeye 
the two of them had kind of had a budding relationship. So, but uh, this, the two of them like, yeah. So that is, this reminded me so much of that, but yeah, that, that was a great car chase sequence. Yeah. And then the foam, I like the foam part. And then she's, then she winds up getting this other thing that just doesn't even do anything. It's just a rubber uh, yeah. arrow. Plunger, plunger and, arrow. Yeah. Plunger. She goes, why do you have that? It doesn't serve any purpose. And then there's also another part where it's a USB drive arrow that he has. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Kate winds up shooting the guy with the arrow after um, they wind up taking the that arrow, the big arrow, mm-hmm. and it goes in the back of the uh, truck, causing it, causing the tailgate to explode. But I liked how whenever uh, Maya, not Maya, but whenever Kate and Clint jump off the bridge and of course they're using the plunger as a way to escape just mm-hmm. oh that's what that was for yeah <laughs> and then finally we get there on the subway car and mm-hmm. then they're just done it looks like that scene from uh at the very first avengers movie where they're just done sure like fml <laughs> like yeah and then and then Kate says, We gotta feed the dog. We gotta take him for a walk. And then Hawkeye is like, uh, and then Hawkeye says something. He's like, We gotta take the dog out. He's been stuck in the house for so long because he doesn't have his hearing. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I think the hearing aid part works. Yeah. Um, I know some people didn't like the hearing aid part, but I told them, look, I get the fact that it might be repetitive with the joking. But think of it like this. You have an uncle that just went deaf. He's not used to having a hearing aid. So therefore, he forgets it at home. So therefore, you're thinking that he can still hear you, but you can't. But he can't hear you. So he has to keep on reminding you that I can't hear you. So I think it actually works. I think mm-hmm. the chemistry between Kate and Clint works for this episode. If they do the rest of the uh, season like this, you know, I think the chemistry is just fantastic. Yeah. And then after that winds up happening, we go in, we wind up uh, getting this other scene where Clint is trying to talk to his son mm-hmm. and he can't hear. And I like how caring Kate is and tries to help him. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you're bored. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry that you're bored. Look, I, I'm, I promise you, we're going to do everything that we said that we were going to do. And I promise I'll be home for Christmas. All right, buddy. I, I love you. Yeah. And then here comes Kate and tells him that's not what he's saying. Yeah. But I thought that was really great to actually have someone that cares for Clint and yeah. would do that for him. And then, then they decide they're going to try and break into her parents' house. Well, her mom's the house. Yeah, the penthouse. It's, it's, not, it's not Jack's yet. No. And I don't think Jack's going to make it through the season, to be honest with you. I, I think he's going to die. Well, the next episode. We'll see. I'm I'm serious. My prediction is this. I think Jack is going to die. Norman's mother, because I forgot her the name. Vera Faminga. I believe yeah. that's, her, that's the actress's name. Yeah. I think Kate's mom is the powerful one over here because she's the one with the money and Jack doesn't have any money. And all he's obsessed obsessed with is sword fighting. I think he just got that sword because of the fact that, yes, it was an underground Mm -hmm. uh, thing. But I think that 
He does. He, all he is is a sword collector. The mom is. You you see all the swords in the in the penthouse. Well, Jack the, is. I thought Jack was also a sword collector, though. I think he just wanted the Ronin thing because uh, we, I think he just wanted this the Ronin sword because that that's the underground. But the, you, you, in the very first episode, when you see the penthouse and how Kate's always like was always wondering about all the swords, it's like, and you guys, where'd you get all the swords? Wouldn't surprise me if the mom actually killed the uh, the old guy, Armin. Yeah, yeah, I think Farah's gonna wind up killing Armin. Well, or she did, her. huh? Remember, she was the the old guy that died in the uh, 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 that Kate right. found. That was the old guy that was trying to outbid Jack. That's right. And they, and, he, and he was the old guy. He was the guy that was arguing with, um, with the mom about that Kate was ever right, hearing. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. I wouldn't be surprised if the mom killed him. I wouldn't be surprised either. If that was like a whacking to kill Armin. But that someone tells because... me that that's that's Fisk Place. I think that's uh, that would be fit uh, to me. I think it actually fits Fisk. To be honest yeah. with you, Kingpin. Yeah, for him to hold that auction there. Yeah, and then because again, we didn't see a lot of the mom after she got out of the building. She was, she was wondering where's Kate, and then no, there was no focus on that. Like after that part of where where she went, and we just fought, we just followed Kate, which is fine. But there's a lot we don't know what happened between after the event, and I'm pretty sure the mom being like she can't be so dumbfounded. She runs a freaking security firm of the underground auctions. She's got to know some stuff. I mean, well, used to say that she she might be dating Kingpin. True. And another thing, one last thing I want to mention is this: the scene where it just cuts off. Yeah. Because they're actually going into the computer, looking at different files. Then finally, Clint goes over to the next room, mm-hmm. and one of the someone says, "What are you doing here?" Then all of a sudden, it just cuts to black. Yeah, it's it's Jack. Jack's there with the sword. Yep. Because uh, Kate was trying to log in to something, and she lost access. You see, and, yeah. Sorry, man. Go go on ahead. I want to. Yeah. I want you to get your points out. No, that was it. I think you're like Kate lost access, and then and then she's she was calling for Clint, and then you see this like the, the blade of the sword right up by Clint's neck, and it's Jack holding. What are you doing here? So that's how the episode ends. Again, it was a very quick episode. It was like it 30, was. It was like thirty five minutes of content. Because of all the action sequences, I think that's why it was such a fast episode, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Um, but I think the next episode is about to be just as long, about the same time. I wouldn't be surprised. And here's the thing: I want to mention two things here. I th- I still think Jack it just likes to collect swords. I think he's the one who collects swords because otherwise, why would he hold a sword to some? I know it's like self defense, but it's Ronan's sword. That's the Ronan's one that he- sword. Yeah. I think that's the only person that's. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, 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 no. Go on ahead, man. That's the only sword I think he has that we know because we don't. We haven't seen his house. We haven't seen where he lives in his apartment. We've just seen the mom's penthouse because that's the exact house where Kate's grew up in, and that's the exact house. And you see all the swords. Right. I think the mom's the sword collector. Um, but go on, finish your point. Sorry. No, no, no. It's perfectly fine, man. Um, but here's another thing that. I was really thinking about with as far as Kingpin goes. Like I said, I think that 
this is going to be a version of Kingpin that we haven't seen before. I don't think this is going to be the version that we saw from Netflix. I think this is going to be a different tone compared to Kingpin. And I'm excited to see him, but I don't want him to be introduced until like the last episode. Because I feel like if you put him in this episode and the next episode, it kind of stalls the ep- uh, the rest of the season. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It kind of just slows mm-hmm. it down a bit. And I'd rather it be left at the very end of it, show Kingpin, and that's it. Even if we don't see Kingpin's face or anything, just have like a cam to the back of him, and he's mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. That's all I would want, to be honest with you, and be satisfied. I think we're gonna get some. We're gonna start getting the credit sequences, like the the clip, the clips. I think we're gonna. It's gonna be next episode. I think it's gonna start. It's gonna start. Um, since we're only at we're only at, we're at the halfway point, like there's only six episodes in this whole show. I I, I think we got to get something, and I th- I think it's gonna be the next episode. I think we're gonna get Elena, the sister. I think she, at some I think she's gonna show up the next. episode. I've been waiting for her to show up, and I thought she would actually show up in this episode because it connects with the Russians. Even though the Russians always been in there the first two episodes, yeah, I was thinking that they would hold off until the third episode. But the fourth episode is probably where they where they would put her at. Fourth or fifth, like don't do it the final episode. No, and you, you got to do it now. Like you got to do it sooner rather than later. Like and like, exactly. hopefully, hopefully she's understanding. About what's what's really going on? Like, I hope, like, hope her and Clint have a heart to heart, right? In some sense, like Clint tells her the truth, um, because I I can't see her working for Val. Like, mm. my name is Val, but you're not. But you can't say my name, Val, and my friends can say that. But then again, they can't. Like, I think it's perfect that Julia Louis Dreyfus is Val, and she's the only one I can think of that can that can play that type of that like this this the quick cuts of her saying her name Val I think she's perfect for that role and that's why it was it was so cool to see her sh- like in sh- when her sh- when she showed up in Falcon Winter Soldier and especially the ending of Black Widow where she's like she's fake crying about the uh the about uh, at the at the grave of Scar of a uh, Black Widow this her fake sneezing oh man these plays always get me sick like I just thought that was like that she's the only one that really can do like like relieve the tension, but yet bring so much tension to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up in the final episode too, Val, because she seems to be showing up a lot lately. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see uh, Yelena show up because she was absolutely fantastic in Black Widow. And if you haven't seen Black Widow, do it. She's fantastic. Uh, Florence Pugh nailed it. Nailed the role as the sister. She's great in it, but. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to see her. Right. Yeah, that, was, that was when I got me hyped for the show. It was at the post credit scene of Black Widow when, when you see Yelena get the Im- see the image Clint. And I was like, oh, crap. Here we go. You see, I, I to me, her character needs to be shown up early. Mm-hmm. So that way they can have that confrontation. And then after the confrontation, you have time for healing, having some little small moments of mm-hmm. opening up. And then you can actually have a team up with Kate, her, and Clint together. But I'm with you, though. I thought we, with the uh, post credit stuff, I thought we would actually get it with this one. Mm-hmm. But we have three episodes left. 
I wouldn't be surprised if the next three episodes we actually get nothing but post credit scenes after that. I hope so. Me too. I'm, I'm tired of them waiting until the last ep- the second to last episode to start <laughs> doing them. I'm re- I'm ready for them like now. Come on, like where where is this going? Where is this phase going? Like let let's get somewhere. Let, let's let's get to it. Like um, I'm tired of waiting. Let's let's go. I agree. So, um, any other thoughts that you wanted to talk about before we close out, or is that everything that you wanted to no, talk about? No, I think about? that was about it. Again, that was that was a pretty quick. Like, again, it was a very quick episode. Um, it, and then, like, there, I mean, there was a lot to digest, but I think we covered it all. Like, again, this one probably had the best action sequences. It, like, we haven't had a big action sequence in this whole show. No, until now, like the the, the the warehouse fight scene was like sequence was awesome. Like if you like Bone Era, like Hawkeye being a badass, like going John Wick on everybody, yeah, that that's essentially what he did. And he even did a note like something John Wick never did a no look shot, and it hits the guy like perfect. And like he's not even looking, he's just like, and it, and it just shoots the guy like like this this the the, the no look shoot was this awesome and. Trick errors, like I mean, those are the highlights, and the the car chase sequence was like well shot, like seven minutes. Um, it doesn't feel like seven minutes, but it's like everything. It seemed like one continuous one take. Um, and I thought that, like, I mean, again, that 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 stuff's really cool. But yeah, this is a much improved episode com- than the first two episodes combined. Like, you're actually you're actually enjoying yourself now. Can they keep it up? I hope so. I hope so <laughs> too. So. I, th- I think we will. I think they I think um this is actually gonna be really good for the next three episodes. So with that being said, guys, that's gonna do it for tonight for our episode of Hawkeye season one, episode three. We hope that you go on ahead and check out the rest of the content that we have on our YouTube channel and stuff like that. Don't forget to do us a big favor, smash the subscribe button on the bottom right hand corner to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. And also, too, it also helps us out. But smashing that little bell in the bottom right-hand corner allows you guys to know when we have something new. Smash the subscribe button definitely helps as well if you're into our show. Then, of course, guys, you guys can also go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast episode of many of our episodes that we do here, wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Of course, go over to Good Pods, rate us over to Good Pods, give us a five-star episode on on Good Pods as well. Let us know what you think of our episodes. And then, of course, guys, go on ahead, reach out to me at Movie Lovers Unit. Uh, on Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. Of course, if you want to donate to the page, all you have to do is go to gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and just, if you guys want to be on the show, just reach out to me at Movie Lovers Unite at gmail.com. And, you know, you guys can go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Pinterest and on Instagram. And always until next time, guys, it's been real, it's been fun. We can't wait to do this again. Thank you again, Charlie. I do appreciate you. You being able to do this review with me as always. And always until next time. Bye-bye.